chopped up heads, thick heads and blood. To me, riffs are fucking timeless. You've got generations of people going to see them. It's our best album so far. The fans have been asking for it. They've been asking for it for years. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It's like music we play, man. You're either gonna like it or not. There are satanic bands. Some of them really aren't. We're playing the craziest drunken debauchery show we've played probably ever. We are not in condition to be doing a podcast.
and their track A Lesson Before Ascending from the 2017 concept album Descending, a devilish comedy. Now I'm here joined by Metal Mark as we drive back home after seeing the Iron Maidens in concert. What'd you think, dude? Tell you what, Jen, I love I can't call you Jen on the toe, but I do. You call me whatever, dude. Hey, I loved it. I'm glad I came. Great show. Uh, the venue is not too bad. And, uh, First time in Mercury Ballroom. It was the first time in a Mercury Ballroom, so I was I was impressed with it, and uh, I will be back. So what you think of the Iron Maidens, man? I was pretty much focused on Courtney Cox the whole time. Uh, uh, my per- perverseness came out in me. I don't think I could say this. Let's cut that, and we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she she headbanged. She worked it, man. They all did. They, she did work it. They uh, how many songs you think they went straight through? It was like. 13, yeah. 13 songs? Every bit of 13 songs. It was excellent. And a the, very- only, the only thing I, I'll admit, I thought, I wish they had had a few of the more, I mean, not the n- latest Iron Maiden albums, but it was all, it was pretty much all stuff pre-Brave New World. I agree with you. It pretty much was. Uh, and it maybe they're just focused on that. The crowd, the... Uh, there was different ages in the crowd, but uh, they did cater to the, the older generation, similar to yourself. I'll speak for yourself, <laughs> asswipe. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I mean, 
it makes me wonder, like, is this the future of metal where, for older fans, they'd rather pay to see people perform old material instead of seeing new young bands? I think you are. If you look at the Mercury Ballroom, uh, they, they carry throughout the year uh, a lot of cover bands. Uh, matter of fact, they got one coming up pretty soon. Uh, the Van Halen and the Motley Crue cover band. So you may have an older generation that uh, don't want don't want to get in the pits anymore, uh, but they'll come and see. Uh, I call them losers. They're old, has been. They're washed up. See, this is what pisses me off because, like, these are the sorts of people that Iron Maiden, Jews, Priest in their heyday were railing against the old timers, and now they've become celebrated by the old timers. It's kind of pathetic. Allow me to retort. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'll be there this, one day. This works. Know. This works better if we if we have a few brews in us. But I'm driving, and Mark's got to drive, so there's no there's been no brews consumed this evening. No, we're all on our best behavior. I had a great time, and uh, I'm glad I glad, glad I came. I always wanted to see him. The girls hey. the girls worked their rear ends off, man. Hey, what about that fucktard uh, friend of yours who didn't make it? What would you say to him? Uh, you screwed up, brother. You know. It, uh, won't you sleep in tomorrow, okay? Because you got to work. What a fucking pansy! Where wherever you are, dude, whatever you're doing, it sucked compared to going to see the Iron Maidens. <laughs> I got. No and there's there's a special place in hell for you. I hope you're deported. He's Sicilian. Well, that then definitely should deport him. <laughs> Back to Sicily. Weak ass shit. Well, man, we've got a first song of the podcast coming up. We're starting things off with True Metal, Triple Guitar Threat, Tombstone. The track, You Can't Kill Metal, off their latest release, Shadows of Fear.
That was You Can't Kill Metal, the first track off Tombstone's 2019 album, Shadows of Fear, heading up the Metal Army Marching as One. Returning to the podcast is 80s nostalgia warrior Brian. Brian, what's been going on? It's been a while since we've talked. It has been a while, man. I've been I've, I've been working, but that has slowed down. Uh, and so now I have more time and I'm able to get in there and uh, hit the metal up again, uh, which I did in a very intense way on uh, a couple nights ago, man. Well, tell me what awesome metal band you went to see. Oh, dude, you're going to love it. I know it's one of your favorites, man. I went to see Metallica in Nashville's Bridgestone Arena, man, on Thursday night. No, what metal band did you go to see? I I know you went to see some grunge rockers, but tell me about the metal show. Oh, dude, it was a metal show. Believe me. Well, let me just say, I, I'll give you this. Let me let me start by saying two things. Number one, I I like the show. The old stuff was freaking amazing. But whatever the whatever a Metallica concert used to be, uh, it, it's not that anymore. <laughs> Dude, dude, I looked at like when I'm going through the crowd there, I, I get I kept getting the impression that I was like I was like hanging with a bunch of guys that go to the beach and styrofoam board body surf. They get their boards from it. I mean it was it was obvious who the hardcore fans were. There were people in three piece suits and I mean I felt like people were just kind of poaching and slumming in the metal world for a while. That said, I still had a good time, man. Yeah, I would put the metal in quotes there. I'm not sure how metal Metallica is. Well, dude, I, I tell you what, man. I mean, the show there were there were 17 songs, and nine out of those 17 songs were from old school uh, albums. It was quite obvious what the crowd was into. Metallica may make a lot of money from the tourists that go through metal now, but their hardcore fans still show up for those songs, man. I mean, they did some greats. Like, my two favorites were Seek and Destroy and Creeping Death. Again, 18,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs, die, die, die. It was amazing. It took me back to the 80s when I saw them on, uh, I guess, I think it was the 80s. I can't remember. But I saw them on the uh, Justice for All tour and had the same experience. And I remember just thinking, this is very familiar. It's one of those cases where you hate, where nostalgia just takes me back. It was so much fun, dude. Yeah, I remember the first time you and I went to see Metallica, they didn't even show up and play, which was probably better because... Oh, all dude, you, you, it was the one time we saw Cliff Burton at concert when he came out and said, sorry, Hetfield broke his wrist skateboarding down the hill. What a dick, man. I can't believe he did that. But I kind of get the concept, man. You know, I'll tell you this, though, and, and this is, I completely blame you for this, you asshole. I hated the large venue. I mean, I hadn't been to a super huge uh, venue or been super far away from the band since we started the podcast, except for the pre-show, and that was okay. I mean, the sound was garbled, and that may have been a function. It was, I couldn't tell. Was it a function of the, of the large venue, or was it just like bad mixing on their part? And, and so, or, mu- or maybe their music just sucks. No, dude, no. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the old stuff, you you would have been into it. You would have you would have oh, no, held bang because that's when it happened. Hopefully they didn't play anything from those first three albums, which I gotta say may be the th- worst three albums ever written. Dude, you're showing your ignorance. They're the best three introductory metal albums ever 
written. And they played so much stuff on them. Motor Breath, For Whom the Bell Tolls. They played Master of Puppets. They played, uh, they played Blackhead. Uh, the Blackhead was their first encore. It was freaking awesome, man. Of course, that's the fourth album, but still, that gets an honorable mention. They had this really bizarre stage show. Like, they had probably, I want to say, 40 cubes that hung from the, the ceiling and and there were video screens on each side of the cubes. There were like large TVs and they kept going up and down. And I, I mean, I, I, I didn't really get into it. And that's another thing, man. I didn't, I didn't care about the big stage show and the fire. And the, I, I wanted to be standing a foot. Pra- I want, I want to be hitting the face with their hair when they're headbanging. Like it wasn't the obituary concert. I, I miss that. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I go to a, a big venue, but, but I, I just like the small venue so much, man. I could see everything, but you know, I mean, that's just not the same thing. Plus, their material is so awful. I mean, if, if you're an aged grunge rocker, I yeah. can see why you might like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I was there, dude. I saw you headbang. There's nothing there at a Metallica show. I have quoted this memory before on the podcast. I, me, and my ex-wife snuck up over the hill to watch the people, the, the Yellow Creek Church youth group, headbang into the things that should not be in a circle headbang in the church party like you were there i saw it no you misunderstood i was shaking my head no turn it off this is awful it did not appear that way to me and it remains true now metallica are a bunch of posers who make shit rock you know the funny thing about this is in two or three months for jansen and zandria and, and, and Winterham and all these people that you claim to love, they're going to be posers and grungers very soon in your life. I have no doubt that you're going to move on from them, too. So your definition of metal changes every time a new hit comes out uh, in the goth channels. So, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. I've been consistent all along. Metallica is awful. It's all awful. I mean, I, I can't yeah. even I can't even imagine going to that concert. I mean, what has to be the average age? Fifty five. Okay, I'm gonna give you this one. <laughs> There's this old lady next to me, man. That had to be about sixty, and and she kept headbanging, but she kept falling over. I thought her hip was broken or some shit like that, but she still was headbanging pretty good. She was one of the hardcore fans. I appreciated that part of it. When you go to a show. And it's a bunch of oldsters, a bunch of gray hairs, a bunch of retirees. You know you are at the wrong show, man. Dude, is, is that what metal is for you? Your vain attempt to stay young? Is that what it is become? Metal is for young. As long as there's 18-year-olds at the show metal and you're good? Not, if you would start listening to metal, you might get a little younger, dude. I mean, Oh, man, I love just, lots of modern-day metal. Your, your, your pathetic attempt to go back decades to your high school years and re-embrace oh, dude, I, aged, I, I, the aged music of the past that doesn't stand up over time it's just it's sad man i feel sorry for oh, it. Dude, I, you you can suck it i have screamed master of puppets the way i did two nights ago at a concert eighteen thousand people going back nostalgically loving every minute of it well at least Hopefully, when Metallica is on this tour, they had a bunch of young, up-and-coming actual metal bands opening for them. What? Tell me about the full bill. Were, were there actually some some good, newer, modern metal bands opening? 
Yeah, and one of the disappointments of the show is there are no local metal bands. Jim Brewer opened for him, a comedian. I was a little sketchy about that. Of course, he's an 80s metal fan, so he was hilarious. I will tell you this, man. You would have liked him because for most of his show, he railed on the age of the crowd. He actually found the oldest person in the crowd and congratulated them, but talked about how they might need to sit down. You would have liked that part of it. So no young up-and-coming bands on the bill. No young up-and-coming bands. You know, they don't want to get up stage when they sing things like well, Halo exactly, on Fire because if, or if The Unforgiven. If there was an actual metal band on the bill, it would expose Metallica for who they are, posers who can't write or perform worth shit. Yeah, I promise you, there's no danger of them being upstage when 18,000 people are singing Seek and Destroy 15 minutes into the show. It was freaking awesome. And any young band hopes that they have that kind of crowd reaction. Yeah, if I'm a young band, I'm not hoping for a bunch of gray-haired has-beens. If you were one of your young bands, you'd be dressed in a corset, screaming about how Rob Halford is old. That's not metal. Rob Halford is old. New kids on the block are metal. (laughs) (laughs) Here's our last track of the show, off the 2018 album, Reveries from the Haunted. This is Wisconsin Symphonic Progressive Metal Collective Realm of Glass with Forsaken.
That'll do it for this show. Remember, you can access all the great Metal Debate episodes, including our debate shows, artist interviews, and fan casts on SoundCloud.com, as well as selected content on YouTube. And if you check us out on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so that others will see all the episodes. And if you have a suggestion for the show, tweet us at Metal Debate or send us an email via thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. Plus, don't forget to join in the Metal Debate by liking our Facebook page. You're the worst fucking metal fan I've ever met in my life. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. Yeah.